Good morning. Welcome. A couple of quick announcements before we begin our worship together. First of all, next Sunday is the fifth Sunday, the first one we've actually had, I think, this year where we could actually do a combined service because of the other spell on, on holidays that uh, we could not. But it, next Sunday is combined service in the Family Life Center at 10 a.m. Next Sunday, combined service in the Family Life Center at 10 a.m. Vacation Bible School reminder. Uh, Vacation Bible School begins on June the 7th. You can sign up online and you can get out and get more information. This being Memorial Day weekend, the office is closed on Monday. I want to take a moment. Uh, Memorial Day is about those who've fallen in the service of our country uh, while serving. Uh, and I want to take a moment for us to have some silent prayer uh, for those. Before I do that, is there is there anyone here in this congregation who had a who has a relative that that fell in the service of our country? Well, we all have friends, don't we? We know friends that Especially us in the Vietnam generation had a lot of friends that died in Vietnam. Let us uh, let us pause now for a time of silence as we remember all those who served our country and died in the service of our country. Let us pray. Today we will have a sacrament of Holy Communion, just following the instructions of the ushers. Uh, we practice open communion in our Methodist church, that means everyone is welcome at the table. Uh, we do have gluten-free at these, both of these end places here, if you need gluten-free uh, bread. Let us begin our worship.
be with you. Let us pray together. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as the Scriptures are read, your Word proclaimed, and we partake of this holy mystery. May we hear enjoy what you say to us today.
morning. How are you guys? You have to be good. There's not many days of school left. That's a good time for me. How about you? Alright, I've got a word and I want to know. You know this word. You know this word? What's this word? This word is sacrifice. Do you know what it means?
each remember the sacrifice of Jesus and the sacrifice of all the men and women, I have each of you a flag today.
Sunday, we come to you and we open our hands and our hearts and our minds and sing our praises to you, offer our worship, our confessions, our petitions. We're reminded that you promised that we would receive all things that we need to live life abundantly and to live in hope. But we must confess we are wayward children. We become dissatisfied when we cannot get everything we want. Oh God, search our hearts and know all that is within us. Help us to pray as we should. Help us where we have failed you to be witnesses to your grace. Help us to know that we stand under judgment if it wasn't for your bountiful mercy your belief and forgiveness. Forgive us, O oh Lord, this day. May your Holy Spirit that gave power to your witnesses in the birth of your church, may that same Holy Spirit enable us this day to testify to your mercy, your power and majesty. Blow through the dusty rooms of our hearts and our church today so that we might go forth in joy and thanksgiving Proclaiming your mercy and love. We're reminded this day that Jesus promised to comfort all those who were in sorrow. Come now with that same spirit of comfort to those who are feared, filled with fear or distress in body, mind, or spirit. Give them peace. Help us to accept your good and perfect will. As we pray this day for all those who are listed in our prayer list. And we pray for those of our congregations who went on to glory this past week. And for those things that are personal in our hearts, we pray now. We pray, O oh God, you give your good and perfect will. And you send forth your spirit. <coughs> And that you renew us, make us new creatures for the glory of your Son. For it's in his name we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. <coughs> Let's continue our worship with our giving and our ushers coming.
This Pentecost Sunday, I want to talk to you about forgiveness. I'm reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 through 19. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself, through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you that you believe in the forgiveness of sins. Help us, O oh Lord, so believe and behave the same way. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. You know, I believe that most of us believe in the forgiveness of sins, but we practice it, I think, a little bit like the story. I read of two young little brothers named Harry and James. And Harry and James had finished their supper. They were playing until bedtime. And Somehow, mother, as two little kids can do, one hit the other kid with a toy. Tears came, bitter words followed. Charges and accusations were still flying when their mother tried to get them to go to bed. Now, James, the mother said, before you go to bed, you've got to forgive your little brother. And James thought for a moment, he said, well, okay, I will forgive him. Tonight. But if he does, but if I don't die before tomorrow, he better watch out. <laughs> I believe that's the way we, most of us believe in the forgiveness of sins. A little bit, a little bit in the forgiveness of sins, but not all the way. But for us today, I want us to think about it just for a moment, uh, maybe in a different way, and just to begin to think about how much it means that God believes in it. You know, the whole story of the Bible, it really is a story of God's forgiveness, His continual grace to us. No matter what we do, He continues to forgive us. And we, we as He has taught us, as we pray the Lord's Prayer every week, as He has taught us, we are to forgive just as we have been forgiven. And sometimes we understand this and sometimes we don't. But I strongly believe that most people carry around either guilt of things they have done that they need to ask forgiveness for, or they carry around hurt from someone who has hurt them, and they need to give forgiveness. Because if you don't, it just eats at you like a cancer. If you don't forgive or want to receive forgiveness, uh, it to me is uh, one of the hardest things to get over it, it, with life if you don't come become reconciled uh, to someone uh, or reconciled to God. You know, we got to remember that the Lord really does forgive us. And not only does He forgive us, but He forgets. 
You know, the scripture clearly says, as far as the east is from the west, so God removes our transgressions from us. I don't know about you, but I am so glad God believes in the forgiveness of sins. I'm so glad that it's one of the tenets of our faith. It's, it is probably the most, one of the most important aspects of our faith. Martin Luther, that great reformer who started us Protestants out, he said that if it wasn't for forgiveness of sins, it wouldn't matter then uh, if whether God uh, was Almighty or not or Jesus was born or not because it is His forgiveness of sins that has a bearing on, on me and what's important to me. This forgiveness in which we say we believe in is not just limited to God, though. It should and must be a part of us, part of our human life. As I said, the Lord's Prayer reminds us each week that if we don't have a forgiving spirit, uh, how can we expect to experience the forgiveness of God? The question always has to be is, do we behave as we believe? A few years ago, a reporter asked a very important person, if in his heart he could forgive and forget. And the person came back and said, I believe any person who asks for forgiveness has to be prepared to give it. And it seems to me like if there's one thing that we're weak on, I know I have been through years, is the need to give forgiveness. To give forgiveness. So I want to share with you just a couple real quick some, some practical ways that I have dealt with this in my own life. I have found out what helps me is this. First, I have I come to, I pray about the fact that I am angry. That I am angry because someone has hurt me. And so I, then I will write it down. I'll write down all the details of it. Uh, oftentimes I'll put it in the form of a letter. Like a letter to that person. And I'll spell it all out. But then, instead of sending that letter to that person, because as I said, if you're not willing to forgive, if you're not willing to release it, it stays with you. Trust me, the other person can have moved on in their life. You're the one who's being torn apart. I will take that letter, and I will tear it up. I've even sometimes burned, but I, I will tear them up, symbolically releasing the anger. And then I will pray for a spirit of forgiveness for me. I'll pray that I'll have a spirit of forgiveness to forgive that person who wronged me. And then I will ask God to bless them. Now, as hard as that is, and I'm not telling you that's easy, it's something you have to kind of make yourself do. If you keep doing this, though, and pray for those who hurt you, sooner or later, your feelings will change because it's hard to stay angry at someone you're praying for, at someone you're asking the Lord to bless. I saw a writer who was writing about forgiveness and, and he said when you release and forgive, you're hurt. It's like putting down a 50-pound pack after a 10-pound, a 10-mile climb up a mountain. He said to forgive is like falling into a chair after running a marathon. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner is you. And to forgive is to realize
reach back into your hurting past and recreate it in your memory so that you can begin again. Is there something you need to forgive? I about bet you that there is. There's one thing I have found out in counseling people through the years is that we all carry around with us guilt. We carry around guilt of where we know we've done something we shouldn't have or where someone has hurt us. Forgiveness of sins is something we shouldn't just say we believe in. It's something we should behave as if we, we believe in. Here's a story, a true story, and it comes to us from Spain. And it's a father and a son, and they have a big argument. They have such a fallen out that the son, whose name is Paco, runs away. He leaves his home, his family, heads to the big cities. That sound for me? Sound a bit like the prodigal son, doesn't it? Weeks go by, months go by. Finally, the father comes to regret his anger at his son. The father wants to make amends. He wants to be reconciled with his son. And he travels to the city and he starts first at the newspaper and he puts in newspaper ads. Then he, then he hands out, puts posters up and flyers. And finally he puts, even puts a billboard up that says simply this, Dear Paco, Meet me in front of the newspaper office on Saturday at noon. All is forgiven. I love you. Signed, your father. Now to understand what happened next, you need to know just a little bit about the Spanish culture. Paco is a common name. It's a common name kind of like Bill or John or Joe is in our country. And so the father, he showed up at the appropriate time at the newspaper office. There waiting for him was his dear son, Paco. And they had a joyful reunion. But along with his son, there were literally scores of other men other men named Paco. Every last one of them hoping that it was their father who had took out the ad and nailed up the posters and put up the billboard. Hundreds. Friends, we all have people we need to forgive. We all have people that we need to forgive. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. This word that the Christian church has about forgiveness is a word that is not known anywhere else in any religion. In this world that is desperate for hope, it is desperate to hear this word of forgiveness. And there's no place else in the world that this word of forgiveness will be heard in the church. And it seems to me like this is a great opportunity for us in our time as church people to tell people about their forgiveness as theirs in the church. Forgiveness is the power to renew and to be renewed. It's the power to cleanse and to clean. It is a power to be restored and to, and to restore. Nothing else can rebuild relationships, whether it is with God or each other, than the way forgiveness can. 
relationship with God the way forgiveness can. Nothing else can rebuild our relationship with each other like forgiveness can. It may be the most positive power in the entire world. And it needs to be repeated often and shared. It needs to be not just a part of our affirmation of faith that we say each week. It needs to be something not just that we believe, but that we behave. And so, my friends, as I am wrapping up things with you, I wanted to leave you with this word about forgiveness. I wanted to tell you that I am sorry, and please forgive me for all my shortcomings as your minister during the past three years. And I pray and hope that you will accept my forgiveness to you. Forgiveness. Live our lives affirming our belief in forgiveness of sins. This is one of the things that makes us different than the world. We need, we need to remember it, restore it, and live it. Believe and behave as you believe. Amen. As we prepare for the sacrament of Holy Communion, you will, will insert the bulletins out fall on the proper places. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him and earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with each other. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us from joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray prayers of intercession and confession. Let us pray. Here now the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven.
right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
We give thanks for this holy mystery in which you've given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us stand and sing our closing hymn.
Yeah. <laughs>